It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everyone, it's Raheel. Every year, thousands of Houstonians rent bikes from the many B-cycle stations across the city. But unfortunately for cyclists, starting today, dozens of these stations are closing and you're going to have to pay more to rent a bike. All because of a failed partnership between a nonprofit and Metro. Executive Director of Houston Bikeshare, Maya Ford, joins me to break down the price hike, what fell apart, and the future of bike sharing in Houston. It's Monday, May 1st. I'm Raheel Ramsnali, and here's what Houston is talking about. Maya, welcome into CityCast Houston. How are you? Good morning. Doing well today. It's pretty here in the H. It is. It is. Hey, what's your favorite bike trail? Well, I mean, the easiest for me is Columbia Tap, and then they added the new uh, tr- kind of path along West Gray, and it's such an easy connector from Third Ward into the city, into downtown. But I would say that the one I do the most frequently is Herman Park, because it's my hood park, it's my home park. That's really cool. That's a fun trail. Yeah. So when I'm looking around the city and I see the bike sharing racks, I just thought that the city was managing it or another government agency was managing it. It's actually managed by B-Cycle. What do y'all do and how long have y'all been around? So Houston Bike Share is the operator. It's a nonprofit organization that began in 2012. And it really was seeded from the city of Houston to operate a bike share network. What you see on the ground is B-Cycle, which is the brand. And B-Cycle is owned by Trek. So Bike Share is unique because it merges the standards of bicycle use with the modern technology of, of sharing. So it's the software to make it shareable. The hardware are those stations that you see um, and the bikes that allow different body types, different weights and sizes to be able to, to use them. And then there's the operations, which is the maintenance and the service. That's Houston Bike Share. Okay, so a lot of different organizations at work to provide this really cool network and making sure that Houstonians are active and really taking advantage of what our city has to offer. So beginning of the year, B-Cycle and Metro agreed to a short-term partnership. Tell me about that. Yeah, so there's a distinctive difference we're learning between a recreational bike share network and a bike share network that's there to solve for transportation issues. And what we have produced for the majority of our 10 years in service, we've provided a recreational network. And that means that people get on a bike, they go to a location, and then they check that bike back in at the same location. So it's usually something they're doing for fun, for play, for visiting with with friends, um, or just, you know, for relaxation. And that's considered a round trip. A single trip usually implies that someone is using the bicycle to get to a certain point for transit, for transportation. And so what we were trying to do is 
move the network from a recreational network to a transit-oriented network. And transit orientation does a lot of things like it helps people not get in their single occupancy vehicles. So like for a three to five mile ride, you shouldn't have to get in your car. You should be able to hop on a bike and go visit your homie. Hop on a bike, go to the grocery store, go to the bank, go to your dentist, right? Go to work. Um, to You should be able to do those things safely for a transit network, a transit-oriented network. And as we expanded, we saw that that requires different money and it requires a different type of, of services to sustaining and maintaining the network. So in late 2022, we went to Metro. We went to everyone. We went to the city, uh, HGAC, which is Harris County, uh, Galveston, Houston, Galveston Area Council. We went to the city of Houston and to uh, Harris County. And we said, hey, we've built this really great thing that has come organically and with a lot of smart thought. And we can't afford to pay for it in the way that solves the problem. So we need help. What do we do here? So Metro said, yeah, we're interested in that, but we need to move further into discovery. The board for Metro provided a interim period of six to nine months for that discovery to happen. And it also came with some money that would allow us to at least sustain operations so that we didn't have to cut back from, you know, making sure that those things were happening effectively uh, while they were figuring out what to do next. So about four and a half months in now with that partnership, what's happened and what's leading to more of the locations closing and the price increasing? We were told in late March that Metro was not going to enter into a partnership with us. But we've now spoken with Metro again and Metro is stating that, you know, whoa, whoa, we're still getting our ducks in a row. And so we're waiting to hear back. And we're working with the city of Houston, who is our um, our fiscal, kind of like our fiscal, our grant sponsor. And we're still working to ensure that all of the opportunities and all of the lanes are wide open for communication and for collaboration. So was that surprising to you? Yeah. So municipal governments take longer for a lot of things. And Admittedly, this conversation was surprising me because it was moving so fast. And if we just look at the the nuts and bolts of it, the spokes and wheels, mm-hmm. pun intended, <laughs> um, you know, it's a complex system. Bike share is not new in the world, but it is new to the United States. We're only about 15 years in this and you have to instead of looking at looking at it as though like it's a metro with trains and buses and those stations you have to really look at it as an emerging startup so every 2 to 3 years there has been some major disruption in the bike share world and this is not something that transportation authorities are familiar with so you have the slow nature of a transit authority 
with a whole new emerging market and product. And think about Metro having maybe a thousand buses with 500 operators. We have a thousand bikes with 200,000 operators. So the complexities of that are not linear. And what we heard from Metro was that they felt that they were moving in the right direction and not um, needing to work with Houston Bike Share. That's a space that really surprised us because we are still an operating, successfully operating bike share network that you have right here at your door. And we are a living lab. Um, so we were surprised by, Me- by Metro stating that they were not going to, to kind of convert the agreement with us. So tell me, what are the biggest costs associated with B-Cycle and making sure this network is running and serving the city? It's actually two distinctive conversations. One is operations, maintenance, and service. And those are things that we could be doing right now. So organizations that have budgets for cleaning services, maintenance services, um, operational services, that would usually in, in our world, that's through management districts. So that's part A, is getting people to put in their fair share to sustaining and maintaining the network. Part B is that constant use for networks means that they deteriorate faster. So part B is the Metro lane where we've been addressing, we need eight to $10 million for to like completely refurb this network. I would liken it to we're driving old unregulated vehicles in an e-vehicle economy, right? So you see that there's a, a very distinctive shift that needs to happen. And those things are very natural. But because B-Cycle is a nonprofit, it doesn't operate or get access to those big funding options that municipalities and transportation agencies do. Do you think that B-Cycle can survive right now with more stations closing with everything up in the air? Uh, That's a great question. The short answer is survive, yes. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Um, survive with vitamins? Like, what is survival? (laughs) (laughs) What's that standard, right? And so, um, 
Here's the deal. It's our season. Houston's a great town for for bike share. We have moderately good weather more than six months of the year. And what we've chosen to do is what was like our option one, but we were trying to not pair back down to a recreational network. Um, So we've pared down to recreational network, which is where you'll see there are about 50 stations remaining open that are in parks, green spaces, and high ridership areas. The other ones that are still remaining open are locations that have like management districts or financial parties who are willing to pay to have service and maintenance. So that mm-hmm. would be Midtown, Southeast um, Southeast Management District. We're in some conversations with other management districts. So either we get funds from ridership or we get funds from management groups or organizations that see the value of service and maintenance and can pay for that. Now, when you move it back into the transit-oriented network, that's a different beast because remember, Houston is very large. So we're talking more than 200 square miles with 155 stations, and those stations have a lot of intricacies from solar-powered to software and hardware differentiations to e-bikes versus traditional, I call them acoustic bikes. So the larger the network, the more intricate and the more labor you need to be able to solve for that. The other thing is, uh, Rahil, we grew really fast. Demand was is, has been high. And even today, our ridership is up, even with a smaller network. So that might actually tell us that we need to renegotiate how we're doing the network, maybe break them into smaller mini networks that are more neighborhood focused or zone focused so that you make the best ridership available through transit orientation. So we're still learning and working with Houstonians. We believe that we will survive when Houstonians thrive with bike share. I know it's a big part of your life and you've put so much into this, but is there any creeping doubt in the back of your mind that even though ridership is up and people are excited about it, they're using it, fiscally it might not work. So is this a business that could survive, you know, even with all that said, all the positive energy, all the positive momentum? Absolutely. If you're not fearful in this business or in any startup, you're pretty much an idiot. And <laughs> Um, there's a lot of fear, not just about solvency, but about doing the right thing the right way. So I always say all work isn't good work or the right work. We have really pushed to move to solve transportation problems for everyday Houstonians. We care about mobility. We care about equity. We care about environmentalism. And so Creating this and having Houstonians buy into it and failing in that also means that we started an idea that won't stick. We don't want to leave stations that are are not usable. We don't want people to be out of work. And we definitely don't want to leave Houston more, you know, crowded uh, without reason. You don't have to be in your single occupancy vehicle in a city that is sunshine and flat. 
more than six months of the year. It's it's unreasonable. That's beautifully said. So how can Houstonians help out? What? How can we make sure that this awesome program sticks around? We are gathering a ton of information. The 21st century is the right time to have these problems, these conversations, and Houston is the right place. We are incredibly diverse. We are a young city. I believe that Houston has suffered from this idea that oil country and the uses of oil through our vehicles was the only way to do it. We keep proving that that's not true. And so what I I think that Houstonians need to realize is how much power we have, not just in our voices, but in applicable use. So I think that Houstonians have the ability to just fight for your options, right? Like you don't have to use everything every day. You don't wear the same outfit every day. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't have to be one thing. And sometimes yeah. I believe that we get fearful of the trap of needing one thing. But part of our diversity is that we have a huge plethora of tools. Houston Bike Share is one of those tools that is done smartly. Time for us to inspect it. Let's figure out how it can be accountable to us and know that Houston Bike Share is willing to be accountable. That's half the battle, right? Work with people who want to work with you. Don't waste your time on suckers who don't want to work with you. We want to work with Houston. We want to serve Houstonians. And we want to do that in the best way possible. Maya, thank you so much for joining us on CityCast Houston. Awesome work. And we hope that the network thrives and it is part of our city for many, many hundreds of years. Amen. I really want my grandson. I'm a grandmother. I want my grandson to feel as though he doesn't even have to buy a vehicle, right? Like he should be able to see that as so natural the way young people in New York City might. And Houston is on its way. We've got great people coming and folks like you all to support. Definitely come ride with us. We're always happy to see y'all. Thank you. That was Maya Ford, Executive Director at Houston Bike Share. You can learn more about the price increases at HoustonBCycle.com. Before we go, right now might be the best time to enjoy Galveston beaches because experts believe parts of a 10 million ton and 5,000 mile long blob of seaweed could reach Galveston soon. While sargasm, the type of seaweed we typically see on Galveston, is good for a healthy ecosystem, this much could be detrimental and will probably keep tourists away from the beaches. To learn more about why so much seaweed has formed, click on the link in our show notes. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Raheel Ramzanali, and I hope you learned something new. The fun of bicycling, which is so extremely fun.